630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Let's take a quick look around the NHL. Austin Matthews has his 34th of the season. The Leafs lead the Blue Jackets 2-1 late in the second period. Also in the second, 3-3, Predators and Panthers. 3-2, Ottawa leading Minnesota. And St. Louis is up 1-0 on Philadelphia. Shen with his 15th of the season. Coming up later, Sharks and Ducks and the New York Islanders are in Seattle. Oilers in Tampa Bay tomorrow. Edmonton coming off that Dreadful 7-3 loss to the Minnesota Wild on Sunday night. It was their fifth game in seven days. And uh, after the game, head coach Jay Woodcroft was asked, okay, do you basically chalk this one up to fatigue? I don't think uh, we're in the business of making excuses. The schedule is what the schedule is. And uh, no one in that room, uh, I don't think, would go there. Um, for me, what I believe is that uh, when you find yourself in situations like this, that's why you have a structure in place is to kind of protect the, the individuals um, during tough circumstances. And... Um, you know, certainly, uh, I in between periods we talked about um, sticking together and grinding through the, those tough circumstances, and um, nobody was pointing fingers. There were no independent contractors out there. Uh, we ground through it as a team. Uh, we're going to use it as a growth opportunity going forward. I thought that was a really interesting answer. Rob and I talked about it after the game on Sunday, and I'm now joined by Craig McTavish, courtesy Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. Mac T, great to have you back on the show. I, I want to dive in with your reaction to uh, to that clip because I think it, it would have been easy for, for Jay to kind of say, well, we were tired and we're going to burn the tape, but he didn't go down that road. Well, the fans don't want to hear excuses. The media certainly doesn't want to hear excuses. Jay knows that. He's an experienced guy. But, you know, internally, I'm, I'm sure they're, uh, I, I mean, five games in seven days is tough. So I think we give the team a little bit. Uh, they've played five fantastic games. We give the team a little bit of uh, leeway. But when the legs go, uh, the, the structure has to remain in place and both went and then you see uh, the type of result that we saw the other night where we got wiped out by a very good uh, Minnesota team. Now, Minnesota is getting beat tonight by Ottawa. How do, you, how, how do you handicap this league? Montreal's beating Toronto last night 5 nothing. Uh, I mean, it's t- tough to handicap, but I think getting back to uh, your question, it's internally i think in the coaches room they would talk about uh you know the the uh the lack of energy and legs that they have and then that might be true tomorrow in florida they've got a long travel day today and uh they're playing a tough team but when you don't have the legs you need the experience to kick in and you need the execution to kick in and uh they both went obviously in the first period they were you know, a, a lot of a, a lot of evidence of what 
plagued the Oilers before the coaching change where there were a lot of odd man rushes there were breakaways way too many chances against and uh you know, I'm sure Jay's addressed that with the group, and they're going to be highly motivated going into uh, into Florida. Yeah, well, I hope so. This is a tough stretch, stretch of games coming up, so I'm really interested to see how the team is going to do. Well, the, yeah. the last time you were on was was the day of the coaching change, and and we talked a lot about the the problems, and and you gave your kind of perspective on what often happens with coaching changes. It's so far so good, even with Sunday night five and one. Uh, was there a, a game, a, a victory over those five, Craig, that maybe impressed you the most? I think just collectively, I was really amazed at the uh, the change in the team over such a short period of time. And uh, I, I think everybody was. It, it was so noticeably different in the way that they were executing and I mean, the things that we talked about that day, too, as well. I mean, a little bit more discipline with the third guy in the offensive zone to support the defense and track back uh, so the defense can stand up and make penetration into your zone that much more difficult. Uh, the work ethic away from the puck was so much different. Uh, the allocation of ice time, we we talked a little bit about that, too, as well. And... Uh, I mean, you, you see, anytime you have a coaching change, you have guys that are going to be disappointed, you have guys that are going to be neutral, and you're going to have guys that are going to be excited for another opportunity and maybe a better chance. And we're seeing that in, uh, you know, the allocation of 11 forwards and seven defensemen. I mean... I talked about for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction and the 11 forwards and seven defensemen. Generally, it's tough to get the seven defensemen to play seven defensemen. The defense generally hates seven defensemen, but I mean, obviously Dave Manson with the, with uh, the makeup of the defense and the youthfulness of some of the defensemen that we have that, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be satisfied with, 10, 11 minutes, and, and he's been able to do it. And we haven't ran into any 10-minute misconducts with the forwards or injuries. I mean, that makes it tough if there's a injury early in 11 forwards and you're down to 10 forwards. I mean, that's really hard to compete in today's NHL with 10 forwards throughout throughout the game. But it's what it does do is it allows uh, the... 10th and 11th forward to all of a sudden play with some pretty good players. I mean, Jay's put uh, Connor there. He's put Nuge there. He's put Leon there. He's put uh, Zach Hyman there. And all of a sudden you turn a fourth line into something that was pretty impotent, uh, very impotent, (laughs) you know, up until Jay got there into something that's pretty dangerous. And uh, everything, I mean, amazingly, everything has worked for for this coaching change and for this coach. And obviously, there's going to be some adversity. We saw a bit of it in the Minnesota game, but you know, we it's up to the players to prove uh, tomorrow night that that was an aberration instead of the start of a of an all too familiar trend that we've seen over the years and. Uh, you know, I still believe that this team is a good team, an elite team, and uh, you know they they played that way through the first uh, 
certainly five of the six games that the uh, uh, since, since the coach has uh, been changed. But, you know, it's a great opportunity for the team to prove they're an elite team by going through Tampa, Florida, Carolina. I mean, Florida is like, like uh, Alberta was maybe, maybe not quite as strong as Alberta was <laughs> in the mid-'80s, but it's, it's similar. I mean, it's murderer's row down there. You're going to have to be on top of your game uh, to to uh, be in the games, and that that means have your energy levels high, and have your execution at a high level. Well, yeah, I was given some of the stats in the first half hour of the show. I mean, these teams are fourth, second, and third overall, respectively, in the order that the Oilers are going to play them. And Florida is plus sixty-three in goal differ- differential and twenty-three and three at home. So, yeah, they're 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 yeah. pretty deadly. But we, we, I mean, I'm more worried about Chicago and Philadelphia. <laughs> Already? You're thinking that, that far that's, ahead. <laughs> that's, uh, I mean, that, that's, that, that, those, those games are dangerous for the Oilers. They get up for the big teams, and a lot of times they have success against the big teams, and then they sag a little bit against teams that you think they should be. So, uh, I mean, I, I fully expect them to play well. Uh, in Florida because they're going to be playing with a certain amount of respect for the opposition. And generally that brings out the best in our guys. Well, yeah, a fair, fair comment. I mean, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. I, like I haven't even been thinking about those games next week because <laughs> these three are yeah. so big coming up here. But so I, I guess uh, you're putting on your coach's hat uh, right for uh, thinking maybe those games next week might be a, a bit of a downer after playing these three big ones. So, okay. That's interesting. We're going to remember that for next time we talk. Were you at all surprised uh, at now Derek Ryan, you know, I've known him, professionally since he played at the U of A and have talked to him off and on. He's very well-spoken. He's very intelligent. And he gave a pretty blunt post game last week about how he wasn't playing a lot and how hard it is to be in the flow of the game. And he said he'd never been on a team before, uh, you know, in which the second power play unit never got on the ice first. And, you know, I heard it live and then I listened to it again and I thought, man, oh man, like it, it, it would be easy to listen to that and think he's going after Tip a little bit without uh, using his name, given the context of everything that happened. Did you hear that? And did that, did that strike you as anything? Or is that me as a media person, you know, make, making a story out of nothing, perhaps? Well, I didn't hear the comments, but I did hear of the comments. And uh, you're absolutely right. He went totally after Dave. And... Uh, you know, I I think uh, it's it's obvious that this coaching change. It's obvious to everybody that this coaching change has has a has had a real positive impact in the opportunity that uh, Derek Ryan has gotten. Uh, there's no question about that. Everybody knows that. And sometimes as a player, it's, you know, you don't have to be your own advocate. You know, some of these things are left better unsaid they're they're you know we, we all see it we all know that uh you know he's he's uh, getting more opportunities and making the most of it so kudos to him but uh you know i think the comments uh were, were unnecessary that's that's dave tippett's uh 
you know, really uh, classy guy that's been in this league for a long time and to throw the coach, uh, I, I don't think he threw him under the bus, but to, to, to point out the obvious, I, I think was unnecessary. All right. We're going to hit on a couple more things uh, with Craig McTavish. He's got uh, his old teammate and I guess a guy who would have been an adversary at times in his NHL career as well, Dave Manson on the uh, bench of the Oilers. And Tyler Benson scored his first career goal on Sunday. So I'm going to ask you, Mac T, about your first one. This is Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Tavis joins us every second week here on Inside Sports. He's presented by Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. Uh, Craig, you played uh, with and against Dave Manson. Uh, allow me to make the obvious comment. I'm guessing you liked him more as a teammate than an adversary. <laughs> oh, talk about playing the role of master of the obvious tonight, Reed. <laughs> No, he was a uh, scary guy to play against. I think, uh, you know, he, he kind of cut his teeth with the scariest of them all. Ben Wilson was, I mean, there there, there weren't too many guys as tough as uh, they were back in those days that wanted to hurt you. And, uh, you know, Ben Wilson was for sure one of those guys. He, 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 he was scary. And uh, Dave Manson uh, kind of followed in his footsteps. And uh, the, the kindest, most soft-spoken person off the ice, but an absolute assassin on the ice. And uh, really cut his teeth that way in Chicago. And then when he came to Edmonton, it was, uh, you know, he, he's just a, a fantastic person. And... Uh, you know, anybody that knows the Mansons and the Manson family know what quality people they are. But, wow, did that guy have an edge to him. Yeah, he was fun to watch. Did, did you ever think there was coaching in his future? I don't know how much you would have thought about that stuff while you were playing, but did you see that in Dave at all? Well, uh, I never really thought he'd get into it. He went back to uh, Prince Albert and... Uh, as my buddy says, he was Boss Hogg of Prince Albert. He had a bunch of stores there, and he he uh, was dabbling in retail. And I never really thought that it had much uh, allure to him. And then uh, and then he got into it, and he's good at it. He's extremely loyal, respectful, and uh, he's very good at what he does. Uh, but I never really saw that, and I really never saw Louis DeBrusque getting into broadcasting. I mean, it just everybody takes a, a, some different paths, but I mean, I'm just, I, I never really saw Louis to have those qualities with the media, and now he does such a fantastic job. And uh, I mean, he sees so much in the game that. You know, I, I never saw any of that either when uh, 
when I played with him. I, Daryl Ray, yes, I, I would have seen him get into broadcasting, but Louie, no, and now Louie does such a fantastic job. Yeah, and Louie is one guy, Craig, I'll tell you, if I sit and talk to him in the stands, he, he's so good at explaining and and uh yeah. like understanding why like not just that i'm asking the questions but understanding why i'm asking the questions like he doesn't because some guys you'll ask a question and they'll sort of almost give you that attitude it's like well you didn't play in the nhl so there's no way i can possibly make you understand but louis very much like hey i get where you're coming from because you you, you know you're watching yeah. and you see this but here's what I was experiencing on the ice as I'm going through that. So I always love that he takes the well, time. Well, yeah, do that. we we never saw that. Maybe it was us. We didn't ever ask the question. <laughs> That's and, right. Uh, but he had all the answers. He just wasn't uh, forthcoming unless somebody asked him about it, and nobody really did. Okay. But, in the last yeah. couple minutes here, uh, Benson yeah. got his first NHL goal. Uh, I believe I got yours here. I I couldn't find audio of it. Uh, yeah. January fourth, nineteen eighty. Boston and Winnipeg. Uh, what's the memory? Wayne Cashman came around the back of the net, pass centered it to me, and I one-timed it against uh, Lindsey Middlebrook, or as Dave Semenko used to call him, Mindy Littlebrook. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, a smaller goalie for for uh, for, for the Jets. But uh, yeah, something that uh, you know, I was really happy for Tyler and uh, something that he'll remember for the rest of his life. Do you have, do you have the puck? Do you still have the puck from that one? Uh, I'm not big on memorabilia and that type of stuff. I have stuff in boxes that are that's laying around. I haven't seen that in years, so I doubt it. <laughs> but uh, I did have it for a while. Okay, and a, a rare 2-1 game in the 1980s, so you got the game winner. So there you go. That's, really? That's well, that I yeah. didn't know. Yeah, you guys that won 2-1. No, what but no, what a, thr- what a thrill for uh, Tyler Benson, another guy that's uh, got a little bit of a lift from the, uh, from, from the coaching change. Yeah, it's going to be curious to see if he can keep it going. He works hard. I was glad he got that one, even though it unfortunately didn't have a huge impact on the game but he was saying today family in the crowd edmonton kids so i hope it's a spark for him hey craig this is always a blast uh we'll do it again in a couple weeks of course always enjoy your perspective and enjoy this road trip we're gonna have a lot to talk about in two weeks sounds good reed uh hopefully the team comes out uh gang bucks busters tomorrow for uh, uh for the win against a tough tampa team talk to you in a couple weeks That is Craig McTavish checking in courtesy Avalon Foundation Repair, Western Canada's leading basement waterproofing company for over 50 years, home of the lifetime warranty. Okay, we're rolling along here. Great first hour of the show. We will go down to Tampa. Bob Stauffer is standing by and Calgary on fire. Ten in a row. Pat Steinberg will tell us how it's happening. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.